0: It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Although Amanda Bauer's mother dragged her into quilting, she is now so happy that she did. Amanda designs beautiful quilts. Amanda's brand, Quilt It List, is all about exploring the world of quilting, learning something new, and creating things. She believes we are happiest when we are creating, as opposed to simply consuming. Amanda, I'm so excited to hear your story. Thank you for joining me on A Quilter's Life. I'm so glad to be here. Let's start with where were you born and raised?
1: That is not as simple as some other people have. I was actually born in Wyoming, but spent eight or so years in Salem, Oregon, before we landed in Colorado, which is where I'm still.
0: Do you have a special childhood memory?
1: Probably my favorite thing from childhood. It was my mother, my sister, and I in Salem, and we did a lot of camping with my grandparents. And so I have a lot of very fond memories of tripping around the Pacific Northwest. We went up to Canada a couple of times. That is probably the favorite part.
0: How cool. So you got to camp with your grandparents?
1: Yeah. They had camped for decades probably after we wound up moving to Colorado And I was able to get a hold of their travel journals. And so it's been kind of fun. My husband and I recently purchased a trailer. It's been fun to sort of look through their travel journals. We were obviously, myself and my mom and my sister were present for a bunch, but there was a bunch of adventures that they had as retired folks that I didn't get to join in on. And so I kind of hope to retrace some of their adventures a little bit. I think that would be fun. So
0: that sounds real exciting. I'm always a little bit jealous because I didn't get to know my grandparents, so I think that is so neat. I've
1: been very blessed. Mhm.
0: Besides a quilting career, did you have other employment?
1: Yeah, I worked in concessions for the sports and entertainment industry for about 25 years. That was through high school, college. Afterwards, it was a second job. And other than that, I worked for about a decade in the academic medicine field. I was in the administration portion of it. But once that ended, I hung out with my kids and we were fortunate enough to be able to survive on my husband's salary. And so I got to be a stay-at-home mom for a while. And when I started quilting, one of my aunts, she also quilts, she had mentioned to me that if she had thought about it decades ago, she would have like learned long-arm quilting and that, and she could have had this great business built up. And I thought, oh, well, well that's an idea. So that's kind of when I decided to go into business.
0: Oh, neat. Can you tell me how you ended up in Colorado? My mother remarried
1: and we moved here and then I just stayed like I had intended to go back to Oregon, but did not happen. And now here I am, I've got a husband and a couple of kids who are no longer kids. They are closer to 18 and 21 than not. And so we are moving into a whole different season of life at this point.
0: Mm hmm. Besides quilting, are there other crafts that you do or have done?
1: That list is long. It's almost easier to say the things that I haven't done. My great grandmother taught me how to crochet as a child, and she would probably be rolling in her grave to see how bad I am at that now. I tend to tug on my stitches so they're never the same size, but I have done all kinds of needle arts save knitting. I tried it, it didn't take. Other than that, I've done jewelry making, soap making, candle making, all of the things. I love to draw. Graphite is my preferred medium. I also paint. There's a lengthy list. I've been an artist my whole life, so.
0: Oh, cool. Those drawings with the graphite, just the dark and the light. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I like to doodle and play with shading. That's what I spent the majority of middle and high school doing. But further than that, in actual drawings, my favorite thing to draw are raptors. So I love to draw birds.
0: Oh, neat. Are there other hobbies that you do?
1: Technically, reading is a hobby. So, yeah, I read a lot. The only other needle art flavor hobby that I currently do is I. I do enjoy cross-stitching. However, once I discovered quilting and that you could sit down and you could actually finish a project in this century that somebody might want, I was converted. Now I just cross-stitch for fun.
0: Yeah, the one cross-stitch I did, I've done several, but one of them took 10 years, so got that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've got some of those hanging out. Yep. And I
1: do love it. It just has to have a special special audience and special recipient because not many people enjoy it, so.
0: Yeah, and my thinking when I switched from cross-stitch to quilting was, do I wanna give something that hangs on the wall or something they can actually use?
1: That's an excellent way of looking at it. I sort of look at it now as quilting. Anybody could use a quilt, even if they don't necessarily appreciate the time and the effort that goes into it. They can still use it. You can feel good about giving it to somebody and it will get used and loved. So cross stitch, there's a lot of time that goes into that and they get it and they're like, okay, but not really into this and I'm not going to hang it on my wall. And then
0: it's just sad. Yeah. Do you think any of your hobbies show up in your quilting?
1: Not at the moment that would be obvious to look at. I am starting to play around with ink tents and I think what I kind of have floating around in my head is doing some drawings in the ink tents on fabric and incorporating those into more art quilt style pieces. I haven't started that just yet to where I would have anything to show but that's definitely the artwork will make an appearance but i I don't think anything else really shows up in an obvious way.
0: That's going to be so unique and cool.
1: I hope so, because I'd like to combine the artwork with piecing and other quilting techniques in an art quilt format. So I'm hoping to really bring back some of that stuff from my youth that I so enjoy doing. It's not that I stopped, it's just that, you know, you have kids and life gets in the way. So,
0: can you tell me about who introduced you to quilting? My mother actually dragged me kicking and screaming. Oddly
1: enough, I've got aunts on both my mother and father's side who have quilted forever. My mother started quilting probably about 12 or so years ago. And then she introduced me to quilting when I stopped working full time. And I had said for years that I don't need another hobby because I don't have a particularly large abode. And so the idea of bringing more hobbies into the house, I wasn't really interested in it. And so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to quilt. I don't want to do that. And my mother dragged me into it. And now I haven't looked back, so...
0: It's so funny. So many of us are, we're not going to do that.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was just that I was like, I don't have time. I don't have space. I don't have money. I don't have all these things. And this was the one that worked out the best. So.
0: Whether it's a quilt you made or somebody else, is there a favorite quilt or quilt pattern that you like?
1: Probably my favorite quilt pattern that I have is one I designed. It was the first one I sort of sketched out. It took me a hot minute to figure out how to piece it, how to create it. So I made a baby quilt with some scraps that I had had from making a mistake on something else and put together this quilt. And I was like, it didn't work. It didn't do what I wanted to do. So it took me a bit to figure it out. The pattern is called underwater basket weaving, and it is now my favorite. I can easily cut and piece the throw size in a day, like little shy of a day. So it is my favorite go-to. It's just fun. A couple of times I've done it as a Christmas quilt. It's a lot of fun. It's one that looks really complicated, but it's not. So that is probably my favorite.
0: I just love how so many of these patterns look complicated and they're, mm-hmm. they're easy to put together. That is wonderful. That is my
1: favorite thing to do is take something that looks difficult and break it down into something manageable so that anybody could put it together. I never want to see something that I design wind up in somebody's UFO pile because they got frustrated or didn't understand. So I like simplifying things for people.
0: Yeah, that's great. So what tool are you so happy you have and don't think you could quilt without it?
1: It sort of depends on the day, but I narrowed it down to three options. I like the right tool for the job. And so when I had to upgrade my machine, I went with a straight stitch only. So it's a Juki TL18. And that is my favorite, favorite thing that I could not function without. But all I typically do is piece and quilt. And so I didn't need any of the fancy stuff. So I went with the simplest tool for the job. It's super quick. But along with that, the two things that I decided I would be super sad not to have are the two and a half inch ruler, because there is nothing easier than not having to think about where your two and a half inches are when you're cutting chunks off of something. And then I call them my little snippers, but I think they're Tooltron Spring Quick Cut or something. I forget what the name is. I love them because it doesn't require you sticking your fingers in the scissor holes to snip things apart. Those are my favorites.
0: Somebody else mentioned those snips and wanted to buy them and ended up getting something that I did have to stick my finger in. And I so wish I held out and bought the proper tool. So that's still on my list to get.
1: Yeah. I'm sad because along with everything else, the price of those went up, but I probably have six of them hanging around. Unfortunately, they don't last forever and you can't sharpen them. So they do have to be replaced periodically. They're super easy to use and repetitive motion might try to minimize that as best I can. So those make it super easy.
0: Yeah. They look really cool. With all the steps of quilting, do you like each step along the way? Or is there a specific step that you really enjoy?
1: I think it depends on what day it is and what mood I'm in. I thoroughly enjoy every part except for binding. Binding, I am trying to make friends with and just get it done. But other than that, it just depends on what mood I'm in. So I... Always have multiple things going on at once so that I can sort of cater to whatever my brain is telling me to do, whether that be designing something, mapping out instructions, or piecing things, mindless chain piecing, quilting stuff. It just depends.
0: I'm so happy that we're not all alike. I'm finding the two camps <laughs> love to bind, hate to bind, and there doesn't seem to be an in between.
1: No, I accept it as a necessary thing. I don't think I will ever love it. And I'm okay with that.
0: (laughs) Describe your worst quilting experience.
1: So that is a question that I'm going to have to say. The answer may sound a little obnoxious and I apologize for that. However, I don't view anything as good, bad, best worst because probably 15 20 years ago I really started to focus on finding something good in everything and so now I just view everything and quilting is no different as what could I learn from this what do I take away from this so it may not have been the simplest quilting experience or the easiest or you know the best outcome whatever I try to take something away from it so I don't have an answer to that because that's just not how I see things
0: and I love that answer I'm
1: glad because (laughs) I'm never sure how that's going to come across it's just that once I realized that there is blessing in everything and you just have to Focus on that, it made life so much easier.
0: It does. Why do you make quilts rather than spend your time doing other things that you might want to do?
1: I am fortunate enough to be able to do lots of things that I want to do. I have been very blessed with my husband and partner who encourages me to do what I want to do. He is absolutely amazing. I make quilts. Partially because it's a lot more satisfying to be able to get to the end product in a quicker fashion versus some of the other things. And it's really satisfying to make something that you can give away, put into the world that adds something to people's lives. I definitely feel that we have lost something as a society over the decades. By that, I mean to say, I think we're happier when we're creating things and not just consuming them. And so, this just happens to be something that is fun for me. It is interesting. It's definitely satisfying, but you get to create something that will hopefully outlast our presence on the earth, but you get to pass along joy and comfort to people. It's nice to be able to do that. And I feel like we've lost a lot of that as a society. We are so obsessed with consuming everything and it's nice to create.
0: Hmm. And there must be a need for that because don't you see an uptick? I know in the quilting industry, it seems to have grown so much the last few years.
1: It has. And the one part where I've sort of struggle is I would never call myself a modern quilter. And so I try to straddle because I think that a lot of the newer folks coming into quilting fit more into that category. And so I'm kind of trying to straddle that a little bit. My personal goal, because I still have a very lengthy list of things that I want to try and do. And my goal is to sort of help people come along and try new things and so that very much stems from being newer and younger in the quilting world and experiencing some I don't want to say pushback some very non-excited like I've had older people in the quilting world in the local quilting world when I've said hey I want to try this pattern their response was that's old okay, but it's still a quilt pattern. Like, why are you discouraging me? So I think with all of the new faces, there's lots of classic stuff to look through, to try, to do, to learn.
0: So many times something comes new and then all of a sudden you look and it's the new is actually old.
1: Yes. And I'm a fan of that because I like to design stuff with classic blocks and what I can't wrap my brain around is the so often it's like a white background and there's a lot of white background and it's allowing for the quilting on the quilt to take center stage. But the idea of giving a new mom a baby quilt that is a mostly white background with five or six colored blocks on it, densely quilted, is just
0: not something I want to do. So I can't wrap my brain around that. It's amazing to me how... Different people have a different perspective of different things. though. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know as I give my quilts away, I give to my great nieces and nephews and I'm like, let them play with it. So, yeah, the ones I'm making at least are not going to be something that goes on the wall or something that goes in their hope chest. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. And who do you make your quilts for?
1: Anybody who will take them. Right now, I started this probably in August, but then I got waylaid doing some other stuff for the business. I am trying to go through and really clean out my stash and my scraps. And so that is a goal of mine this year to continue that progress. And so what I'm doing is donating a lot of things to the Quilt Guild for the charity wings. So... I still make them for family, but most of my family are quilters. So I typically will make things for my husband and my children. And other than that, they're going to charity or their samples for patterns. So.
0: so that also cover what are you working on right now? I was going to finish
1: two projects per week and it's completely doable for three weeks out of the month, but probably not for the fourth. So. Those will all be charity quilts. They're just fast, easy, get it out of my hair because I decided instead of just putting my UFOs and whips in a box, I would go ahead and just finish them and get them out instead of organizing them and then letting them sit for another eight months.
0: Sounds like a good plan.
1: I thought so. We'll see how it ends. (laughs)
0: Share a quilting tip.
1: I actually would say there's two that I have and these came from quilting for other people. I would say when you start a project, figure out your ultimate goal for it. So as you mentioned earlier, playing with the quilt versus it hanging on a wall. So decide what the goal of the piece is. So is it meant to be snuggled and loved? That would impact your decision on how it should be quilted. The more densely quilted something is, the more stiff it's going to be, the less cozy. So I wouldn't ever suggest to somebody going guns blazing on quilting on a quilt that is meant to, you know, be used for movie night or whatever. And same with kids. Like if you mean for it to be for a kid, keep in mind that maybe use some colors versus a lot of white because it's going to get dirty and they're going to love on it, you hope. And so trying to minimize some of that disappointment that somebody might feel if they spilled something on it. So there's that. And then as far as improving your overall outcome, I would say square your blocks. That is not a step I skip anymore because it will improve your outcome at the end. So
0: totally agree with that. Yeah. Describe how you went from having quilting as a hobby to it becoming a business for you.
1: One of my aunts on my father's side had mentioned to me that if she had it to go back to, she would have started long arm quilting. And she's like, well, by this point I would have a great business and yada, yada, yada. She's retired now, but she just thought that that would be a great thing to be doing in retirement, and I got to thinking about that, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point." And so I started long arming, and then had a very short lived notion of making things that I could then sell. But as I think most of us have discovered, it is really difficult to find an audience who understands. There's a reason that if you Sell a quilt that you have made that it's going to cost X amount of dollars versus something that they could order from Bed Bath and Beyond. They don't seem to understand that there's a reason it costs that much. The materials themselves, the time it takes. So that was very short lived. And then I decided that once I was able to write out that very first pattern, I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. So it was a pretty quick transition into wanting to be a pattern designer primarily now the ideas for the business I have floating through my head are more plentiful than there is time so I'm just letting my business sort of naturally progress into something that I enjoy still and I can be proud of and but it was really started with that one comment from my aunt
0: and share the name of your business and how did you come up with that name?
1: So the overall umbrella company is Ailey B Creative, which is just a play on my name. And then underneath that, I also have a brand called Quilted List. And the way that I came up with Quilted List is I realized very quickly after my mom got me into quilting that my bucket list contained... More quilting things than it did anything else. And so I'm like, oh, well, my bucket list is not just my bucket list because I am married. So I'm like, mm, I don't think my husband really cares about all these things. So I decided that I needed a separate bucket list for quilting, but it should be just a quilted list. So that's how I came up with that.
0: Neat. I'm trying to picture how long that list might be for you.
1: It's pretty lengthy and I have divvied things up into, and this is what I would suggest to people, that you look at specific patterns that you want to do, color palettes you might want to do, specific fabric lines, techniques that you want to do, quilt-related things. So for me, I want to go on a quilting retreat. I'd like to do girls weekend with my mom, my sister, my cousin, and my aunt. Like there's a lot of different things. Yeah, I divvied it up into different categories. I think probably the patterns slash color themes are probably the largest lists that I have.
0: Do you remember how exciting it was when your first pattern sold?
1: I vaguely recall that, but I will tell you that I was far more excited in the fourth quarter of this past year because I sold... Wholesale to a couple of other local quilt shops that we have here. And that was way more exciting. And I don't know why, but I had redone some of my patterns. I learned a different computer program. And so that made life so much easier. Again, right tool for the job. But that was incredible. And then I participated in a little local pop-up shop that one of the shops was hosting for fun right before Christmas and pulled a decent number of patterns to folks coming through the shop. And that was really exciting to me. So this past quarter was, I'm not sure that I can describe it
0: quite adequately. That's interesting though, but I bet you felt like you were a true business being able to sell wholesale.
1: It does feel that way. And one of the shops was not one that I had any kind of necessarily existing, pre-existing relationship with. And so it was just exciting to be able to do that because it did definitely feel like, oh, I really am a business. And it's not that I haven't been, it's just that sometimes it feels more real than others. And so that definitely was, was the case. And I will say that One of the shops had used one of my more recent patterns for a sample specifically to display a new Tula Pink line. And it worked out just perfectly because they needed something that had a larger space that you could fussy cut and show off some of the artwork. And my pattern just really fit the bill. And I'll tell you, it is really cool walking in there and seeing that little hang there and know that I designed that. So it's very cool to see that. Have fun. Yeah.
0: Well, you have written exploring the world of quilting, learning something new and creating. So that sounds real exciting. Do you want to expand on that a little bit?
1: The new tagline is explore, learn, create, and to flesh it out, it is exploring the larger world of quilting. So I'm going to, pull one topic that I think will probably be the focus of this quarter, which is applique. So you can imagine if you've been around quilting for longer than five minutes, like we all kind of go, oh yeah, yeah, I understand that there's different types of applique, different uses, but kind of, I think in the exploring side of it, it would be learning sort of the 30,000 foot perspective. So learning needle turn applique versus raw edge, different ways and different methods now that would definitely not be the this is where you come to like learn the ins and outs of all of that but then learning you pick something and you learn that so in this case I suspect my focus will be probably between raw edge and I want to say needle turn but I don't think it technically qualifies as needle turn because what I'm thinking about a project specifically is applying Dresden's onto something so technically I'm not sure that qualifies as needle turn since it's already got the seam right so learning that specifically and then creating something go forth and create so whether or not I'm touching on a specific project like a table runner or an actual quilt or whatever but that'll be kind of a structure so it may feel chaotic when you think about doing all of the things which when it comes to the business side of quilting most quilt business owners will say you have to find your niche and I was like but my niche is all of the things and so I had to find a way to kind of organize that so it's
0: hopefully going to be an organized chaos. I'm laughing because in the podcast group I'm in They think I am such a niche podcaster because I do a podcast on quilters or quilting. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking they don't know the world of quilting. I could niche down so much more. Well, you can. And where my
1: perspective is, is I don't want to because my worst nightmare, to be quite honest with you, with regards to my business is niching down and then two, three, four, five years from now, realizing that actually, I don't want to do that anymore. And by that point, you could have built an entire business, a really thriving and successful business off of something that you're like, okay, yeah, I can pivot. But all that work and an existing customer base who are like, well, I don't want to do what you want to do now. So you have to start all over again. And I'm like, I don't want to resent what I'm doing. And so I've been a little more slow in my approach, but I really feel very strongly that for Quilt It List specifically, it's doing all of the things because it is going back to the newer people in quilting, making sure that you've got a resource to go adventure through all of this stuff and realize that you're not alone. Like you see that great old pattern from, 1985 or whatever i don't know like i hate to use that as old because we are not old but you use that and you go it may be dated, sure but when you're making a pattern and you're using to modern fabrics today it's a whole new thing and so i just want to make sure that i can hopefully help people in their quest to try all of the different things and to ask questions and not be embarrassed to ask them I love quilters, I really do, but occasionally you run into them and because they're sort of tired of of doing some of the older stuff, they're not necessarily thinking about what it was like when they were first starting out. And which I think in any point in life is really easy to do. You know, you can be in a job for 10 years and forget what it was like to be new in that job and so you may not be as helpful to that new guy who just got hired as mm-hmm. you might otherwise want to be
0: yeah Amanda is there anything else about quilted list that you wanted to share
1: you can find me on Instagram at just quilted list and then my website is quilted com, and I've have just started in conjunction with trying to clear out my ufos and whips i have started hashtag quilted list with 2023 so if you want to jump on board with that project pick a project get it done and i encourage people when you're looking at trying to finish things pick the easiest to finish so that you get a quick win it's almost a little bit like dave ramsey that way get yourself a quick win and get yourself motivated to clear out stuff. But it's on Instagram. It'll be hashtag WIP 2023.
0: That's a great idea. So you gave another tip without even realizing it.
1: I tend to do that the longer I talk. I just drop stuff out. So.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing with me. I so appreciate it. Thank you.